lunch plus. It is Monday. It is the first day of the week, which means we have a ton lined up for you this whole week. That's going to be amazing. So merry Monday, like Pastor Nicole says. <laughs> we have an awesome broadcast for you today. Let's show what we have today. After this, we're going right into food mash, which is going to be awesome. And then we have what's good with Abby Wright. She's gonna. We haven't had what's good for a little bit, so it's exciting. We have what's, what's good again. It's gonna be awesome. What's going good? What's going good in the hood? <laughs> I was gonna say it, but I was I was hesitant. Yep. And then we have <laughs> confessions with a, also brand new thing. Confessions with Abby. No it's way. It's gonna be awesome. And then no we have impressions way. with the Kevins. Impressions after confessions. And yep. Yep, it's all it's rhyming and stuff. And then Whoa. we have what's the word, which is going to be awesome. So today, hello. Hello. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. How are it's, you? It's our first time hosting uh, Lunch Plus together. It's weird. It's nice. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. It's nice. Those don't normally go together. But they do now. They do now. Hi, it's guys. It's going to be fun for y'all is so what it's going to be. We have... Natalie Shaver, hello, uh, Wagner, hi. I'm sorry, Natalie Shaver Wagner, now we have, we <laughs> have Serena, Buddy, hi Buddy, hi Buddy, Buddy says happy Monday from YouTube, we miss you, everyone here misses you, we do, uh, we, Kevin, what's, what's the, the rhyme? rhyme, what's the rhyme, <gasps> confession, I wonder if we can have a new segment, just what's coming up with rhyme, rhyme. yep, how are you guys doing today, how is your Monday going, is it going how good, how are you, yeah, yes, so we have questions, because it's family chat time. <gasps> that was very aggressive. <laughs> family chat. Come on, guys, let's chat. That was aggressive. Um, it was. So, yeah. So do we have our first question up on the screen? So you guys can, you guys can comment along with us. Let us know. Do you like corn mazes? Or do you like apple picking more? Hmm? Well, what? <laughs> You hit like a peak and you're like, this is was, chat, guys. I was trying so, not to be so aggressive. Do you like corn mazes? It went down. Do you like apple uh, picking? Uh, Joni says, happy Monday. Also, I like the background. Oh, this okay. is Charlotte. This isn't just a random background. It's actually Charlotte, isn't that The cool? land of my people. Yeah. Or about an hour away from the land of my people. Pastor Brian says, listening while going up the road. Hi, Pastor Brian. We love you. Going up the road. Johnny says corn maze. Miss <laughs> Natalie says apple picking. Barrett said Charlotte the city, not the spider. <laughs> yes. Priscilla said I've done either, but think I'd like apple picking better. I like apple picking better because it's, it's more, um, I feel like a, a corn maze is like you do it and then you're done. Like apple picking takes a little longer. It's more of an experience, I think. Unless you get lost. That's true. Unless you get lost and you can't do the corn maze, then it'll be a really <laughs> long experience for you, which is awesome. Oh, hi, Michaela. She says apple picking. <gasps> hi, Michaela. There it says apple picking all day. All day and all cups. You get to eat what you find. I don't know. That's Are you true. supposed to? Like, is that allowed or is that just something that I did even though I'm not allowed? I hope so. Oh, I don't think I paid for the <laughs> apples that I ate in the fields <laughs> or in the orchards. <laughs> I just ate them. Oopsie daisy. <laughs> Am I the only one? Come on. Like, tell, tell the truth, guys. Have you eaten the apples out in the orchards and not paid for How are you going to pay for them? Are you going to bring back, like, the, uh, what is it called? The 
core. Yeah. <laughs> the core. <laughs> I even bring back the, the core. The whole room <laughs> said core at once. <laughs> the core. Are you going to bring back the core and be like, hey, I ate this one. I don't know how much it weighed. Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, Pastor Nicole said, to be honest though, I've never been apple picking. I love strawberry picking Yeah, now. That's uh, how I am. picking's nice, but you're kind of like down on the ground. <laughs> uh, Marky is super sassy today. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> she is. She is. Uh, Kevin said, hey, a laborer is worthy of their wages, so eat on, sister. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I read that as lobster. I'm, I did I'm like, too. A lobster. I thought that was gonna be yeah. lobster too. Hey, we're the same height. What? <laughs> These chairs are not the same height though. <laughs> this has never happened. Um, Barrett said, "Do crab apples come from crab trees?" Oh, because uh, Buddy said, "I've eaten crab uh, apples and they weren't the best." Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because he's crab apples he's, come from crab he and Serena are Buddy and Serena crab tree. That's funny. <laughs> Get it? I get it, Barrett. I get it. I get it. So I've never been apple picking, <laughs> but I have been to a corn maze, and I got lost a little bit, and I just started yelling Marco Polo, and I got my way out. So I, I enjoy the adventure, but I'd like to go apple picking sometimes. I think we need to move on to the next question yeah, we do. so we can hit all of them with you. We want to know what you think. Next question says... See the leaves change in Colorado or New England? Well, we're getting the nation against each other right now. So I, I've never been to Colorado. What's the difference? Colorado. Why would Colorado. you have one preference over another? What am I not understanding? <laughs> What's in Colorado? What is in Colorado and New England that's different that I'm not understanding? The color? Like purple is, as opposed there, to green are, or something? Are, are there, so you get yellow or... Oh, I'm all for the red. Red, red, red. Red or yellow? Get those maple trees, the red ones. New England. Does Colorado not have many maple trees? They not have very many oh. red. Hi, Kaylee. Katie. Kaylee. Katie. Kaylee. I can't tell if that's a T or an L from Kaylee, stop Kaylee. Kaylee. She says Kaylee? New England. Nope. Whited? What? <laughs> I used to go to Whited. Whoa, that's cool. Very cool. Uh, Joni said, our foliage is prettier. Aww. Uh, no, I don't think we've gotten one Colorado. It's all been New England. I <laughs> vote for you, Colorado. No. I'm sorry. Feeling left out. If you want to come to Colorado, go ahead. the people who live ahead. in Colorado? Uh, yeah. Michelle said, what's Whited? It is, a, it is a Bible camp in, uh, in Maine. It sure is Colorado. Barrett Cohen is Colorado. Is that your real answer, or are you just being the only one? It's a real answer. Okay. <laughs> Colorado is really pretty. I think it has a bunch of mountains. I like mountains. Horse. I like horses. Okay, let's go on to our next question of the day. Numero. Three. Extend it summer and go to the beach or go on a fall camping trip in the mountains. Come on. Come on, son. Um oh that's hard. I'm not sure. Are you serious? Um Extended yeah. summer. Definitely. Summer all the way. There's no question about it. 
I don't I, know. Fall I'd camping like to like awesome, camping. Though. Maybe it's just because I've spent so much time in Maine. But mm-hmm. like, it, like a fireplace outside, fire pit outside, like nope. that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Noah can agree. Dancing behind the camera. <laughs> He's very happy. Um, fall camping. Fall camping. Mm. Cabin in the mountain. Is there, are you saying ca- camping like it has to be in a tent? Oh. Camping in a tent, not glamping. Not glamping. We're doing camping, hardcore Cabins camping. Cabins in Maine are called camps, though. So. Well, you're wrong. Camping is a tent. <laughs> Come on, get it right, Maine. Serena says go to the beach. Um, yeah. Priscilla says yes. glamping the in the mountains. What is glamping? That's what I just glamour said. Camping. Oh, glamour. glamour. Anything oh. better than a tent on oh. the hard, hard, hard ground. Miss Natalie said, that is a tough question. I like the warm weather, but I like the mountains too. I like the warm weather. Pastor Nicole, warm. Pastor Nicole said, oh man, that's hard. I do love the beach, but I would love to see, love to take my family camping to see the fall leaves. Really? Um, Rachel Wright said, I'm going to mix it up and say a fall beach trip. <laughs> that sounds cold. <laughs> that sounds really cold. And windy. Tent camping is boss, is what we got from Kevin Nowicki. (laughs) It's tight. Fall Beach is so smart, says Barrett. That was like, what about summer camping? So, oh, I mixed it up, but in a way that's not cold. (laughs) Summer camping? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, while you ponder that, let's go on to the next question. What is our next question for the day? Our last question. Carve a pumpkin or eat the pumpkin seeds. <laughs> That's funny. Um, carve, carve the pumpkin because it's more of an experience. Eat the seeds and you're done in five minutes tops. Carve the pumpkin and it's an experience and it keeps going and then you have the pumpkin there. You don't have the seeds once you eat them. They're gone. That's <laughs> <laughs> oddly like... <laughs> it's kind of, I don't know if morbid's the right word. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I would say carve the pumpkin because I do enjoy experiences and like memories and stuff. And I feel like that's more of a memory than eating pumpkin seeds. But at the same time, I feel indecisive anytime I've ever carved a pumpkin. And I'm like, I don't want to make it scary. What do I do more than like a little smiley face? And it's, it's a hard decision for me. Rachel said, carve the pumpkin and eat the seeds. Um, Serena Can't said, eat both. the pumpkin seeds. Can't Carving never turns out how I think it should. <laughs> it's a surprise. Yeah. It's a surprise. Priscilla said, Joe and I like carving and making the seeds. Making the seeds. Making the seeds. Hand baking. The I'm going to say she said baking. <laughs> what happens if you bake the seeds? Yeah, they are? that's what you're supposed to do. With salt. Oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've Ooh. never. Yeah. What? What? I didn't know this was a thing, baking <laughs> pumpkin seeds. Yeah. Uh, Joni said carving a pumpkin is the is way harder than I thought it would be. So seeds. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. seeds. Wow. <laughs> really? Honestly, I can't remember the last time I carved a pumpkin. And I realized I said every time I carve a pumpkin, it's a hard decision. And I don't know the last time I've carved a pumpkin. Have you ever carved a pumpkin? I believe so. You believe so? I believe so. I bet it was really memorable. It was a a good memory. It was a great one. It sticks in my brain like glue. (laughs) 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 I was going to 
I was trying to think of something. This sticks in your brain. That's all I thought. I've been talking it, a lot it's a good throughout memory. this. I've been talking a lot throughout this, but I just kind of want to stop and see what happens if you keep talking. I okay, have Abby. to fill the silence with something. Okay. Well, it's 11:46. Why don't you close this out as we go into our next next exciting segment? Our, our next, our, our next, next one. Our next, our next exciting segment. Our next segment is <laughs> it's it's food mash. <laughs> well, guys, we have mashed some food for food mash today, and it's going to be interesting. I don't know exactly what's going on, but. I'm excited for it. So stay tuned and make sure during, we're gonna put up a little video for you while we're doing that. Make sure to like and share this with your friends. They need to see what we food mashed and you always need to know <laughs> whether your friends prefer carbon pumpkins or eating pumpkin seeds. Mm -hmm. So share it so you can know what they think. And also just because it's the right thing to do. Also, it's the right. Right. Her last name is Wright. That's why she's saying that. Also, if you're in the 100th comment today, you will get a gift card. So make sure to comment so you can be the one to go home with the gift card. Or, well, you'll be home anyway. But, like, <laughs> have it sent to you. <laughs> so, we gotta go. We gotta go. We'll see you. See you in just a second. This is it. This is oh, the, so the Blue Ridge Parkway. So fall in North Carolina is pretty too. But before we start talking about fall and pumpkins and how eating the seeds is way better than carving a pumpkin, we're going to go ahead and tell you what's coming up today with our table of contents right now, right this second. It's food mash time followed by what's good with Abigail Wright. And then it's time for impressions also with my girl Abby and then it's gonna it's going I said impressions maybe yeah, I meant confessions. confessions you meant confessions it's okay confessions with Abby either way it's the rhyming word I'm yes. excited followed by the impressions challenge with Marky and the Kevins today Marky. and then what's the word it's a special word we're gonna be talking about six things you must avoid in order to fulfill your calling it's gonna be a good one so right now right now the second it's time for food mash <laughs> Okay, so here's what's going on today. Okay. I've got Murky, I've got Kevin. This looks good. And this is an exciting day. I did not do it on purpose because Buddy wasn't in the studio, but Buddy's not in the studio. <laughs> what happened today? Um, guys, 
The world makes pretty weird food. Like, <laughs> there at one point was just an Oreo, and then scientists and researchers thought, let there be more. Yeah. Yeah. And you go into the Oreo section, and it's top to bottom, not just of regular stuffed or double stuffed or mega stuffed or like super double mega stuffed, but like weird, interesting flavors. So mm. we're going to take what's already been done and tell you if these food tastes mash well together. We're gonna do this a couple weeks in a row. So I picked eight different types of Oreos and there's still more, like there's still more out there. So put in the comments right now, what is your favorite type of Oreo? You'll have to see if it's one that we are going to be eating today. But Rachel, if you wanna put, we have the one and only Rachel right on the computer in all of our graphics today. So if you wanna put up the very first one, and uh, Kevin just put a terrifying thought in the comments <laughs> saying, what if there were teriyaki Oreos? <laughs> That's not exciting. Um, okay, up first we have birthday, birthday cake, cake Oreos. We're starting with a softball today. Yay. I'm excited. However, I know the last oh, time you ate these. Oh, I was very disappointed. Marky really oh. wanted Oreos and she bought these and they were not what she wanted. So birthday cake. Do you like birthday cake flavored yes. things? Oh, I yeah. usually do. Like, are okay. you birthday cake flavored ice cream people? Or yeah. yeah? It's okay. Yeah. Okay. Have you guys ever eaten birthday cake Oreos? These are some of my favorites. For me, this is this is a really easy one. If you want to go ahead and dive in, guys. Ooh, the smell is hitting me in the face. The smell is Ooh, really, yeah. really a lot. It's serious. It's like it's like as soon as you open it. Big it's, time birthday cake right there. Woo! It it's is. like a cloud that just kind of wow. goes into your nose. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Kaylee Stokely, excite, exciting, uh, exciting news. We have our hundredth commenter, and it is the one and only Kaylee Stokely. Kaylee, girl, I love you, and I know I haven't talked to you in years, but you and your family are such a blessing to me. We're gonna reach out to you and get you a gift card because you are a hundredth commenter, Yay. and I love you. But right now, it's time for the birthday cake. Okay. Michaela says that those are her favorite Oreos. Wow. I'm just stalling. Perfect. Okay. Wow. Okay. Here we go. You ready? Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. I don't know um, if I've ever happy danced on the broadcast before eating food. But this is like happy dance. Sprinkles in there? Mm-hmm. It's like it's got a little sprinkles it's in there. It's not bad. It's just, it's it, it just tastes like it, like a cupcake or something, which when I have an Oreo, I want to eat an Oreo. Underwhelming. Yeah. I, I, I'm missing the Oreo flavor with it. Mm -mm. This is excellent. I'm good with this. Mm -hmm. Totally good with this. It, I, so I'm not normally a birthday cake flavored person. Mm. Like I don't, I don't love birthday cake ice cream, but I really, really like this. The real Oreo flavor thing there. Take it apart. Yeah, it's it has the like the confetti icing in the middle. It's really really good. <laughs> Joni says that she can post her address if we need somewhere to send the leftover Oreos. Need milk? Yes, Kev. Need, need milk. milk. Joni, please oh. just come visit. I'll I'll buy you an entire package of Oreos. Like come and I'll buy you. Oreos. That's worth a ride. So, do you think <laughs> birthday cake works with Oreos? I'm like two I, thumbs I, up. I'm with it. I That's think good. it works. It's just. The, that one day where I was really wanting an Oreo and I got this, I was just really disappointed because I was Unmet really wanting expectations. It, yeah, yeah, it just, but it works. It it works. Are you pleased with what's happening inside your mouth right now, or no? Um. You want another one? Um. It's not my favorite Oreo. 
Okay. It's not my favorite. The Oreo. answer was no. So let let's compare these to normal Oreos. Okay. Better or worse than normal Oreos? Oh, that works. I'd go I'd go regular Oreo first. I'd go regular this first. first. I'm birthday cake first. Oh, yes. Over okay. a regular Oreo. Over a regular Oreo. I'd go regular really? Oreo than this. Over a regular Oreo, I am pro birthday cake. Have you now guys there's had other that? ones here that I see already that yep. are going to be definitely better than the regular Oreo. Okay, next up we have. What is it, Rachel? Chocolate peanut butter. Chocolate peanut butter. Did you know this was a thing? Uh-uh. I've had peanut butter. I like peanut butter Oreos, but I've never had chocolate peanut butter. I did not know that this was a thing until I was in Walmart on Saturday. And I was like, well, by golly, we're going to have these ones. Because, uh, I don't know about this. whoa! I, <gasps> I did not clearly pay attention to the packaging. Mind blown. It's not chocolate. Oh, these are blondie. It's, yeah. Whoa. They're not chocolate cookies. I did not pay attention to this at all. <laughs> okay, I normally don't like my chocolate and peanut butter mixed. I'm not sure how I'm gonna do with this. I am much more excited about it's, this now that I know it's not a chocolate cookie. It's like a nutter butter. Yeah, it smells like a nutter butter. It does. Totally like on the money. I, I, I like nutter butters, but and this the is... filling is two different things. It yeah. is. Here, I'm gonna separate mine so you guys can see it. Look, can you see? It's like half chocolate, half yeah. peanut butter. Buddy says we have to save some for him. Okay. Um, One. Uh -oh. I'm like throwing them to our Throwing people off camera right now. All right. <laughs> oh, good, good throwing, good catch. They got him. So I'm really this? excited. We're we're doing this live. Not Here exactly we go. Reese's. I I've not close. eaten this. Here we go. Three, no two, idea. one. <laughs> I feel like Kevin's on with us. He took a bite right with us, like. <laughs> I'm in the middle. I could pass with this. I don't care about these. I think birthday cake's better. I, I have to say this is the only, this is the first time I've had an Oreo that isn't the dark cookie. Yeah. And that same. is throwing me off a little bit because it's, it's not the same experience at It all. doesn't taste like an Oreo. It tastes mm -hmm. like Nutter Butter. Yeah, for sure. And, but not a Nutter Butter because it's a different type of cookie. Like Nutter Butters typically are like softer and these are like super extra crunchy. Like, the flavor's good. I'm not going to knock it if somebody likes this, but for me, I'm birthday cake over these, and I'm for sure regular Oreos over these. Yeah. It's, it, what's interesting is the flavor is stronger, I think, on the cookie than the inside, especially yeah. the smell. So what, whereas normally, like, you enjoy the middle more, this is more about the outside for mm -hmm. this one. Mm -hmm. Like, it's I'm different. eating the frosting right now. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to. The, this smell is just like so strong that the peanut butter is so strong. Even the frosting's not that great. Like I, I'm, I can tell you're not I'm, really into those because you haven't eaten the whole one yet. I, yeah. Are either of the other ones going to be good? I've never had these. <gasps> okay. I've never had that one. Okay, real quick. Do you like these or regular better? Regular. Do you regular. like regular? Okay. Yeah. So, they're okay. They're not. They're not bad. But so if we're putting these in order. Is birthday cake above peanut butter? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally okay. on top of we'll that. We'll stack these. Totally on top of those. I don't yeah. mind that. It's just, it's it's not an Oreo to me. <laughs> not close, yeah. Okay, up next we have mint Oreos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am stoked. You've never had one of these? Seriously? No, I've never had a mint. I've never, oh. I'm not like that into mint stuff. Oh, does it disappear? <laughs> Turns into oh, the background yes, because it's green. Because of the green screen, the it's bottom of fall it's Oreos. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> Pretty scary. All right. Okay. So the middle of the cookie is going to disappear too. I oh, hope it does. Oh, it's I got holes through the cookie. I hope so. Does it work? 
No. Half of it. Half oh, of it. Part funny. of it's gone. Wait, That's is it because part of it's black? Yeah. Okay, so I really, are you guys mint and chocolate people? Oh yeah. A little oh, bit. Totally. Not, not big. I went to the grocery store last night at 9.15 to get mint chip ice cream. So yeah. Mint, and so, this smells like mint chip ice cream. It does. Actually, so my favorite of the mint ice cream <laughs> is when it's mint cookies and cream. Like Ooh, instead of, it's called grasshopper pie, so instead Ooh. of the chip, it's crushed up Oreos. Grasshopper pie. This really? is what this grasshopper. is. I'm grasshopper. so excited. <laughs> oh, I got a one over there. Okay. Here you go. You can participate. We have people that are so excited about this. Do you like mint and chocolate together? I don't dislike it. Are you just oh, protesting eating are... it like a regular Oreo? Because I want to taste the middle. <laughs> I want to really taste it's, it. It's the mix on this one. These are. Oh. These are, are really you guys good. mint and chocolate people? Put it in the comments. Joni is not. No, uh, unless and it's Jade a thin says, No way. We're getting some no's. Wow. This is, this is divisive. Interesting. Wow. I didn't. I didn't expect this. Okay. Here we go. Mm. <laughs> what a happy time. Mm -hmm. This is like a Girl Scout, a Girl Scout cookie. Thin mint. Mm -hmm. This is what this is. This is a, yep. These are so good. Without the chocolate coating, but it's so good. Mm -hmm. These, for me, these go above regular Oreos. This was taking Oreo to the killer level. <laughs> Here, you can have a double portion, Kevin, because he sewed his. Mm. <laughs> these are so good. This what? I need oh. to know though what they would taste like in milk, because Oreos oh, need yeah, milk. They're good. No way. Oh yeah, I won't. I don't eat Oreos unless I have milk. You are right now. That's why it's also kind of hard for me to eat them right now, because <laughs> I don't. I don't like Oreos without milk. If this cannot Under be put store. in milk, it's mm. not an Oreo, no, it works. and it does not work. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I don't have milk. I don't eat Oreos with milk, so I can't weigh in on this. It works. Trust this me. for me is amazing. Makes I like even, it. It's so even good. more creamy. I, I like it. I just, I, it needs to pass the milk test. For me, this is way better than any normal Oreo. Oh, yeah, like, uh, this is better than the mega stuff. This is better. This totally. is the best. Totally. 100%. But, but you're kind of, it's, you're kind of steering away from Oreos a little bit. Like, it needs to taste a little bit like an Oreo. Well, you got the, the peanut butter thing. Hey, you know why it's not like tasting like an Oreo? You took off the other lid. That's true. <laughs> Come on, girl. I'm trying to really taste it. <laughs> You were tasting it, but you're not tasting it that in the, the, the intended. That was the smallest bite of an Oreo I've ever seen. I need milk. I need milk, guys. Got issues. <laughs> I need it. These milk. are so good. I need milk. Okay. So overall, this for me is the best of the Oreos right on that we've top. eaten. Oh, totally. Yeah, I would say that. I would agree. Okay, so this As is the new front runner. She puts away the leftover mm -hmm. of the cookie. That's the front runner. Yes, that's. But this one's like way up here. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay, this last one. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, it's funny because the mint, it's like polarizing. People yeah. are either absolutely not or like my favorite ever. I need to apologize for all of the sound that you're hearing in the background. I opened this one up wrong, guys. You know how people open up cereal boxes wrong? I opened up Oreos wrong. And I'm sorry for all of what you. What did you just do? I forgot that there the was end. a lift until I opened it. And we I'm like, just oh, went no. back 10 years ago yes. to the Oreos that didn't have the lift thing. I'm surprised Marky remembered that long ago. Come on. She's <laughs> <laughs> a young girl. Swinging. It has got an age to smash. <laughs> yes, totally. I mean, I lived with plain Oreos for 45 years of my life. Wow. And then you guys walk in and like, dang, got it all. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so while this last one that we're doing, this is dark chocolate Oreos. <laughs> not just Oreos, <laughs> not just chocolate. This is dark chocolate Like smelling a glass Oreos. of wine. 
My favorite Oreo so. got discontinued, <gasps> and I was Whoa. so upset. My favorite Oreo is brownie batter, oh, not brownie, yeah, yeah. brownie Ooh, batter. batter Oreos. It tastes like fudge in the middle. It was amazing, and they discontinued it. Oh, I almost dropped an Oreo. It. Don't throw it. I, Joni says to Buddy that these food mashups that are good are starting to feel intentional, like without Buddy being <laughs> present. I need to, you to know yes. before. Thank you, buddy. Before I realized that Buddy was out of town, I already had these figured out. So we're again, we're gonna do Oreos next week. And Buddy, if you're here Monday, get excited. It's gonna be great. Yeah. But here, I I don't know how I feel about dark chocolate Oreo. The chocolate with the cookies with Oreos is already a lot. Yes. Yeah, so, but but think about this with milk. Yeah. See. The milk would offset it a little bit. <laughs> There's your face right now is what Buddy and Serena's face was at the gas station. That this they would were be at last this night. would be so good with milk. I can I can already tell. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. That's different. I could leave this. I'm good. Milk for sure. No, I'm good. Hard pass. This one, this one needs milk. It kind of tastes like the. the it kind of tastes like there's there's three. Um, what are these <laughs> three called? Cookies? I was gonna say lids. No, no <laughs> filling, just cookie, cookie, cookie. <laughs> yeah. What you saying? Yeah. That's truly what it tastes like. Yes, the, like the center three of the cookies. filling tastes a lot like the cookie itself. So. Yeah. It's the cookie itself except softer. There's no contrast. Yeah. yeah. And this one really, really needs milk because my mouth is now, now just dry. <laughs> For me, this is not, this is not. Okay, that goes to the bottom of the pile. For me, it does. For okay. you? Do you like this more or bottom less the than the chocolate peanut butter pie? Uh, I think less. Me Although, I, I really want it with milk, though. If I had it with milk, I'm, I'm not sure. It might, it might change. Yeah. I might like it better when they become a little stale and they're softer, like the cookies are softer. Oh, yeah. Mm. I like stale Oreos. Mm. So. You see my Oreo pile? No, you, yeah, they can't. Like, so, okay, so what we learned today <laughs> is that for us. Hide it. Mint is the front runner, Yay. followed by Amen. birthday cake Oreo, followed by chocolate peanut butter pie, and then at the very bottom is the dark chocolate, chocolate Oreos. <laughs> Which and is Pastor surprising. Brian is full of I all like sorts of good ideas today. He said you should chew it, chew it all, all up and smile, and smile with chocolate in your teeth. Yeah, that would be, you'd have black teeth it, like yeah, for this one. Yeah. It's like the charcoal toothpaste mm -hmm. is what it would be like. <laughs> like your teeth would be covered. Yeah. Would. yeah. Okay, so that's exciting. Love Thin, the, dark or, ones. the mint Oreos are the front runner of the day. Do you think, go out and buy some of these Oreos. Tell us which ones are your favorite. And the next week, we're going to continue our super random flavors of Oreos and tell you which ones are the best. Right now, it is time for What's Good with Abigail Wright. We're going to hand it off to her right now. Abby?
welcome to What's Good. I'm your host, Abby Wright, and today we'll be talking about what's good. First of all, I'm really hoping that one thing that is good is that I don't have Oreos in my teeth because I was eating them all off screen and they were amazing and I love them. So first off today for you guys is it's officially fall. And if you're excited about fall, as we all are in here, they've made a website called SmokyMountains.com where you can go and it has an interactive map of the United States and you can see where the leaves are changing the most. And you can, it'll change as, I mean, the leaves today will be different than they are like two weeks from now. And so it changes with the time. So you can see when you go on where they're most changed, where they're not. So if you're planning a trip and you want to see, is Colorado going to be more changed than New England? You get to really know in live time. That's really exciting. Also, next, excuse me, I think I just choked on Oreo. (laughs) Next, we have a Vietnam veteran who used his time, who had over 900 volunteer hours at this school before COVID shut the school down and all the students were quarantined. And he just volunteered with the kids and the kids loved him so much, they called him Grandpa Ron and they would just talk to him and he would give them hugs and it it was really sweet. Well, the kids started complaining to the school that they missed him because of quarantine. So what the school did was they gave the kids his contact information and the kids have since been coming to his house. They've been calling him and they've been like, they've been coming to his house and walking his dog and just, they just love this man. And he said one thing that, because he's a veteran, he said one thing that the Marine Corps taught me was to take care of your troops and how I see it, I'm still taking care of my troops taking care of like the little kids. And it, it was really sweet. And I just teared up a second ago. Hopefully no one heard my voice, my voice crack. <laughs> Next, we have a dad who wanted to raise money for charity. So what better way to get people's attention for charity than to ride your eight-year-old daughter's pink bicycle 200 miles across England? And that is exactly what he did. He popped eight tires in that 200 miles on this bicycle. I'm telling you, it was tiny. And he, he just pedaled the bicycle the whole 200 miles. And it's crazy, but he did it. He, it took him about six hours, but he split it up into a couple days. He said it was one of the most challenging things he's ever done, but he did it. That's amazing. The pictures were hilarious. Next, we have science has finally confirmed. Next, we have science. Science has finally confirmed that watching cute animals is good for your health. It lowers your blood pressure. It lowers your stress. It's there is so many time and time again. It lowers your heart rate. And I'm using this to ask that you know, we get another kitten or two, maybe a puppy, because for my health. Not that my health needs it, but, you know, building upon something that's great, already great, and, you know, just, I think it's definitely worth it. Let's get everyone, everyone kittens, everyone puppies. I think it would be amazing. (laughs) Lastly today, and 
very excitedly, a new reality TV show has decided that they want their grand prize winner to win a trip to the international. <laughs> my parents, I'm leaving you on a cliffhanger because my parents just commented and said, not a chance. <laughs> so no new puppy or kitten for me. Guys, keep praying on my behalf. Maybe it'll happen. <laughs> But this reality show, their grand prize will be a trip to the International Space Station in 2023. I have no idea what this reality TV show is, what you have to do, but I would like to ask that I could please win and, or accompany them at least. I feel like maybe you don't really need a bodyguard in space. I'm guessing not, but you may need, I don't, it's International Space Station. They, yeah, chaperone. They talk a lot of languages up there. I can translate about 25% of Spanish and a little bit. <laughs> I want to go. So if you have an interest in the ISS, maybe you can be on that TV show. We love you guys. If you have any good news, if you find any good news on the internet, we want to hear from you. So send us a message, send us your good news, and maybe it'll be on the next segment of What's Good. We'll see you next week. On to our next segment, Impressions. Just kidding. Confessions. Impressions and confessions. <laughs> it's confessions. Confessions, not impressions. That will be next time. <laughs> Welcome to Confessions, where today we are going through our first two confessions. Confessing over your life, our words have power. And so as we say these confessions, say them out loud with me. No matter where you are, even if you're at work, you can whisper them. But let the words come out of your mouth, because the word says there is power in our words. It will change your life. I'm not just saying that. So let's go on to confession numero uno. We walk in the full manifestation of our inheritance in Christ. Did you say that with me? Good. I feel like Dora. Like, where is it? Backpack. Backpack. <laughs> All right. Did you say it? Good. I hope so for your own sake. Confession number two. <laughs> that wasn't a threat, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know it sounded like a threat. Let's go on to confession number two. Say this with me. We are out of debt and carry a debt-canceling anointing and we flow in supernatural abundance for every good work. Amen. That is true. That is over your life. You walk in supernatural abundance. You are debt free. Claim that over your life. Anytime it comes to your mind, your words have power over your life. It's not just something we say. If it was, we wouldn't do this because there'd be no point to it. 
there is a point. It changes your life. We love you guys. And now, after confessions, we are on to impressions. <laughs> By the way, that was probably one of my favorite confessions right before this that we've ever done. I was laughing over to the side. It was really good, though. It was powerful, yeah. but it was also funny, yeah. which is a great combination. Mm -hmm. So now we're doing confessions. Uh, oh, my gosh. We're doing impressions. We're doing impressions. We can never do those side by side ever again, or else this is going to happen the entire time. Um, we're doing impressions, and we have... The Kevins. the Kevins. So it gets a little confusing sometimes because both of their names are Kevin. So we just say the Kevins, and that works. So yeah. Yeah. although I'm, I'm I'm not taking your identity, your no, individual right. identity. Right. No, you you exactly. each are yes. great. You each right. are your own person. Yes. Right. <laughs> well, I'm I'm just the handsome one. What? So yes, yeah, so we have <laughs> impressions today. So they can um, they can either sing or really? say oh. something sing with. Or say. A random accent that comes up, or a random person that they're impersonating. It can right. be either. Okay. So, are you guys ready? We're gonna get oh. right into this. Are you ready? I'm so ready? What's over there? What's in there? So this is what you're gonna be saying or singing. Christmas song. What? Christmas song. Christmas song. It's Christmas song. song. Oh, dear Lord. Oh wow. Yes. You're going first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going first. Yes, please. We get to pick out which yeah. one we want to do. You ready? So you can pick one out. Pick one out randomly. Randomly. Here we go. Lord, help you me this. make this work perfectly. Oh dear Lord. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. That's not bad. He got. Hello. He got C three PO. C three PO. Human cyborg relations. Something like that. That's impressive. Okay. Let's <laughs> do that one. Which one? Can you see Go them? for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Grandma got run over by a reindeer walking home from our house on Christmas Eve. You can say there's no such thing as Santa, but as for me and Grandpa, we believe. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> awesome. Oh, that one. Well Lord done, sir. Me. Okay. I took the easy one there. You did. All right, you your did. turn. Oh, my heavens. All right, ready? <laughs> I want you to get somebody like uh, Terminator or something. Bowwinkle. Oh, that'll be good. Bowwinkle. Bowwinkle. Okay. Somebody All right, here we go. Bowwinkle. All right, where am I going? What am I doing? You pick. All right. <laughs> we clean this. Here we go. This is worth it. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. <laughs> Only a hippopotamus will do. No crocodiles, no rhinoceroses. I only want like hippopotamuses. And hippopotamuses like me too. Hey, Rocky. Good job. Awesome. Very good. Awesome. Good job. Lord help me again. Well, we'll, all, we'll do one more. One more. One more. One more. One more. Make it a good one. Lord. Make it a good one, Kevin. Oh, my dear. Oh, my word. Work, work. Yep, that one's a little bit tough. 
This is the Swedish chef from the Muppets. Yay! Okay. <laughs> you got this. I don't. You got it. Come on. Lord help me. I gotta get my mind in that one. <laughs> what impressions do you want to see us do oh, next that time? That would be good because drop it in the comments, like Barrett said. Walking around the Christmas tree. That's the Christmas party. Oh, mistletoe hung where you can see every couple tries to stop. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I don't think that's even close to this. Oh, that show. was excellent. I loved it. Josh, oh, yeah. you betcha. You're gonna shoot. You're gonna get this one next time. All right, I'm done with that. All right, thank you. Oh my heavens! Which one I want? The combination of that with the voices. All right, here we go. Oh boy! I feel for you. Okay. Ooh, Mario. Mario. Mario from Super Mario Brothers. Ah, cool. Oh boy. Which one you want, man? I don't know. Johnny Ready? said yes, I've been waiting. All right, which one? <laughs> Johnny been waiting for Mario? I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm sorry on that one. I let you down on that one. All right, here we go. Is this this one right here? Mm -hmm. Go for it. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. That That's just Dracula. sound like that was Dracula. That's Dracula, man. <laughs> What happened? It's like Mario went to Transylvania or something. Let's <laughs> <a> go. <laughs> yeah, really? That's a go. You got dark. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. All right. <laughs> oh, okay. He's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Everything or everywhere you go. <laughs> Take a, <laughs> Take a look at the five and ten glistening ones. Well, Indian eyes. He's all over. <laughs> He's going around the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> oh my heavens, I'm sorry. That was a good try. That was excellent. Yeah, that was very entertaining. Yeah, not so much. Not that so was much. great. No, you can oh, do an Indian accent. That was we know great. You can do Dracula really oh. well. <laughs> Russian? That was very good. Mario is international. <laughs> Hello, brother. Mark Dunphy. That's my dad. Hi. Hey, brother Mark. Hi. Johnny said, It's a me, a Mario. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. It's a me. Well, good job, guys. You guys did amazing. It was very, very good. Thank I you. really enjoyed that. It's very merciful. That, that was, yeah. that, that yeah. was good. <laughs> that was good. So this was not now, an easy week. Was, <laughs> now we're going into What's the Word. It's going to be a really special one today. And we have Miss Barrett. It's going to be awesome. So thank you guys for being on. Thank you, Mark. We're going on fine. to What's the Word now. for joining us for What's the Word. My name is Barrett and I am honored to have you here with us today. I want to know who's on and who's watching right now. So if you are live with me or even if you're watching in the replay, go ahead and put in the comments, type this out, say, I'm 
ready to receive what God has for me today. I'm ready to receive what God has for me today. Our words are important and we get the honor of being able to prepare ourselves to receive the seed of the word. So just put it in the comments. I'm ready to receive what God has for me today. Hallelujah. God, we thank you for this day. Thank you, God, for this broadcast, and thank you, Lord, for every viewer watching. May their hearts be fertile soil for the seed of the word. Let us receive from you big time. As much as we can receive, let us receive in Jesus' name. Amen. It's going to be a good one, and we're just going to go ahead and dive right in with our, what's the word, six things you must do to fulfill your, or th six things you must avoid to fulfill your calling. And these are not like, this is not the only list that there is, you know, there's other things in the word, but you know, I know we are at a time in the body of Christ where people are called to go higher with him. Like it's such a special time in the body where we get the opportunity to shine bright for him. And God's plans for us are to go higher than we've ever been before, go further than we've ever gone before and do it with him. And so today we're going to be talking about six things that you must avoid in order to fulfill your calling. You are called by God with a beautiful plan, with an awesome purpose, and God desires you to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. But there are things that if we let them can trip us up along the way. And so we're going to be going over six things to avoid in order to fulfill your calling. And, you know, some of these may be pretty common to some of you. Some of these may be brand new, but these are all found in the word of God. And we're going to just dive right in with scripture. Our first thing that we're going to be talking about the need to avoid. Pastor's been preaching on this a lot. So let's go ahead and turn. If you would, if you've got your Bibles or if you can turn there on your phone or just make a note of it. These are scriptures that I would encourage you to keep around you that you can refer back to them. We're going to go to Hebrews 6, 12 first. You can put that in the comments if you're watching along so that it'll help people who are watching the replay know where to go. Hebrews 6, 12. And we're actually probably going to back up into verse 11 first. In Hebrews 6, 11, it says, and we desire that each one of you show the same diligence so as to realize the full assurance of hope until the end so that you will not be sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises through faith and patience. You know, here, here's why this came up to me this morning. You know, I've I'd seek the Lord anytime I'm on what's the word of what he wants to talk about, because quite frankly, what, what Barrett has to say on something does not matter uh, in comparison to what the Lord wants to say. And I was just thinking about people that I've known, you know, people that are called to be and do great things for God. I've watched different people stop their races short, or at least put them on pause because they have not 
done these things. And for me personally, I ask the Lord daily to help me avoid these things so that I can press into the things of God. I don't want a single one of you watching to stop short of the destiny that God has for you simply because there was a pitfall and a trap that the word laid out for us and you didn't know about. You know, it tells us in the word of God that God's people perish for lack of knowledge. So for me, you know, there are things in my life that I got held up with because I didn't know that these traps existed. I just thought it was part of being a person. It was part of the human experience. Everyone goes through this. But the Lord tells us that we can walk at just as Jesus walked. And you don't see Jesus tripping up. You don't see Jesus falling short. You see Jesus hearing, well done, good and faithful servant. You hear Jesus pleasing the Father. And so there are standards that we are to live by if we are to live just the same as Jesus did in this earth. So in Hebrews 6 verse 12, one of our first things that you must avoid in order to fulfill your calling is doubt. You must avoid doubt. Avoid doubt at all costs. It says, imitate those who through faith and patience. Doubt is the opposite of faith. Faith is fully assured. It's a confidence. It's an assurance that what you are believing for is going to come to pass. But doubt on the flip side of that, doubt causes us to be unstable in all of our ways. And what the enemy would love to do is to come in and to confuse your mind and make you start to doubt the word of God, the word of your pastors, the word of your leaders. He wants to come in and steal the seed of the word. So our, put it in the comments, the number one thing you must avoid, the very first thing is doubt. You, we must be people of faith. And here's why it says in the word that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So if we're not in faith, we will not please him. If we're not in faith, we're in sin because what doesn't please God? Sin. So the word tells us that we must be in faith. We must abide in faith. We must abide in faith. We must avoid doubt, but we must abide in faith. James, um, in the book of James, if you'll flip over there, it tells us doo -doo -doo, that in verse six, James one, verse six, but he must ask in faith without any doubting for the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. You know, when we're in doubt, there are elements that can come along and things that'll come in that'll knock us off course and we won't be stable. We won't be firm. But when we place our faith on the firm foundation, that is Christ. There's nothing movable about Jesus. There's nothing movable about the blood. There's nothing movable about the sacrifice. There's nothing movable about the covenant. It's rock solid. Jesus is the rock. The rock that the church was built upon was the revelation that Jesus was the anointed one and his anointing. There is nothing movable, shakable about the anointing of God. And when we place our full assurance and our full confidence and our full hope and expectation that Jesus is who he said he was, he would do what he said he would do. And he's doing it for you now. Then there is nothing that can cause us to, to drift, to be pushed around. You know, doubt causes us to become open to bullying by the enemy. But when our full confidence and our full faith is on the revelation that Jesus and his anointing cannot be overcome against, 
There's nothing that can overcome you. You are called. Brother Mark, I see that seed right there. Bless you. I, we receive it. Thank you, sir. You are a blessing to the body of Christ. God is so good. He is a God who honors faith. He doesn't honor doubt. God honors faith. God honors faith. And when you're in faith, God honors you. You know, faith provokes Jesus. You don't see anywhere in scripture where somebody who is doubting Jesus then got miraculously healed. You don't see in scripture where somebody who is doubting whether, you know, Jesus loved receive Doubt does not provoke Jesus. Jesus has compassion and he wants to help us move beyond doubt and into faith. But faith is what caused the woman with the issue of blood to go up to Jesus and touch the hem of his garment. Faith is what provoked the friends of the lame man to rip the roof off of the house where Jesus was and lower him before Jesus to get their healing. Faith moves to action. So we must, the number, the very first thing that we must do is avoid doubt at all costs. Remove the option to doubt. You know, so often you see in other countries where God will do the supernatural and the miraculous. And I've heard it said so many times, well, maybe God wants to only, you know, maybe God moves stronger in Africa. Maybe God's blessing is just in Africa. Maybe God's blessing is just in XYZ third world country. No, it's not that it's greater there. It's that they haven't given their are no other options for them. You know, we so often leave room for doubt by giving ourselves all these other options. Well, God, I'll pray to you. I feel a headache right now, but I, if, if it's not healed in 10 minutes, I'm going to go pop an aspirin. No, that's an option that we're leaving ourselves. Don't doubt that God is who he said he was. Believe in his word, confess with your mouth, and then watch what you say come to pass. God is faithful to you, so we must be faithful to him. We must avoid doubt at all costs in order to go to our next calling, our next level in calling. The next thing that we must avoid is being impatient. We must avoid being impatient. So the number one thing that we must avoid is doubt. The second thing is impatience. You know, so what it, it goes right back to Hebrews 6, 12, be imitators of those who through faith and patience, through patience, put that in the comments. I must be patient. I must be patient. You know, that's a fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience through faith and patience. You know, God does not operate off of our timetable. God's not moved by our calendar. He's not moved by a worldly clock. He's moved by his timeline. He's moved by what he knows is necessary and when it's necessary. And so our faith is not faith if it's simply logical. If we're just looking at a logical solution and say, well, God, you must, hey, Becca, good to see you. God, you must do X, Y, Z in order for you to be God, like, so that I know you care for me. That's casting lots. You know, that was Old Testament stuff. They did that in the Old Testament before the Holy Spirit. But they also waited on the Lord. You know, think of what would have happened had in the book of Acts, they gone to the upper room and they prayed for like an hour. And then they just decided, well, the Holy Spirit didn't come. Like the gift that Jesus was talking about didn't come. I guess Jesus decided not to give it. No, through faith and patience, 
they inherited the promise of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was given to us as a down payment. You know, he's like an engagement ring presented to us, a promise of what is to come. You know, when we get to heaven, we're not just going to have Holy Spirit. We're going to be in the full presence of our Lord. He's a gift. But what would have happened if they, if the disciples just chose to not be patient? They would have missed out on the promise that Jesus had for them. And it wasn't just the 120 that were called to be there. There were so many more people that God wanted to give the Holy Spirit to, but they weren't patient. When we're not patient on the word of God and we don't honor it, then we can miss it. It's not God's will for us to miss it. God wants us to be patient. He wants us to wait on him. You know, and it's not as though, you know, God doesn't test us by making us wait like thousands of years to see if he'll move. That's, that's not God's promises. God's word is yes and amen. But we need to get out of our logic of thinking that God operates just on man's timeline and just on what we think he needs to abide by. God is so outside of our box. Like if this is our little box, God's like here, 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 here. Like God is all over. God's everywhere. God's so much bigger. So we must avoid doubt. We must avoid impatience. And now I want to flip us over to Isaiah 119. Let's go to Isaiah 119. It's a verse that we've talked about here at Boomerang some, but, you know, I believe it was Brother Hagen. There was one day where he was believing the Lord for something, and I, I may have these backwards, so this is not a direct quote, but I've heard the story told a few times that, you know, he was asking the Lord where the manifestation was off of what he was believing for. He's like, God, I've been, I've been faithful to you. I've been obedient to you. And the Lord told him, yeah, but have you been willing? In Isaiah 119, it says, if you consent and obey. And in other translations, it says, if you are willing and obedient. If you're willing and obedient, it says you will eat the best of the land. If you're willing and obedient. You know, we're going to get into obedience here in a little bit. But the first thing that we are, the, the third thing that we must make sure that we avoid is unwillingness. Like we've got to make sure that our why is set. Our why must be because I love God. You know, it's super easy, barely an inconvenience. <laughs> it's super easy for our flesh to come up with reasons why we can't serve. You know, have you ever... <laughs> Evangelist Mark says, I'm William. And then he says, willing. Ha ha. <laughs> that made me laugh really hard. <laughs> um, have you ever been in a service and, you know, the Lord is talking to you and you, you know, you feel you, you feel conviction about something. Let's say, you know, let's say it was drinking, you know, maybe you've, or we'll use one that was a really big problem for me. Let's say that you have cussed and you have been a really excellent cusser. Like you are proficient in those words. I used to be proficient in those words. I used to be a skilled cusser <laughs> and the Lord, you know, he, he would talk to me about it and he would be like, Barrett, you've, you've got to stop doing this. And I would be obedient, but then my why wouldn't be strong enough 
to withstand my obedience. Like I would do it for a period and then my why would be, well, because God told me to. So I'm going to do it because God told me to. Or, well, I need to stop cussing because Christians don't cuss. And I know that I need to stop cussing because other people like they're going to look at me bad. I need to stop. Like I had all these reasons for why I needed to stop cussing that weren't because I love God. You know, when we're willing to obey him and our drive is because I love God, nothing can move us. We become stable. We become a firm foundation for the things of God. We must become willing and not based off of logic, but based off of the revelation that I love God. We must avoid unwillingness. We must avoid unwillingness. We must avoid unwillingness. But then the second part of that, and quite frankly, one of my, um, one of the words that just rings anytime I hear it preached on, taught on, read, is we must be obedient. Obedience is huge in the kingdom. Obedience is huge. You've got to both be willing to do it. Say, God, I love you. You know, same situation. Have you ever been in a service and the Lord lays, like, lays something on you, still using cussing as the example, and you hear it and you're like, God, I love you so much. And I, I, I will stop this for you and I'm going to stop. And then you go out in traffic and somebody cuts you off and it's you blankety blank blank. Like I blankety blank. And then all of a sudden there's just words that are not of the holy variety that come out of your mouth. That's you may have been willing, but we weren't obedient. And I can think of so many things in the past I've done that with. You've got to be both. It's a partnership. You can't be one without the other. They've got to go together in order to receive the blessing of God. All of these things that we're talking about avoiding, it leads you to eating the good of the land. It leads you into a place where your calling will be fulfilled. But you know, so often we'll see people achieve their destinies and hit these peaks in their ministry and hit these personal victories in their lives. And we'll just assume that they got there out of good fortune or the Lord just likes them better. No, in order to achieve the things that other people have, in order to have what other people have, we've got to be willing to do what other people do. You know, Smith Wigglesworth, I believe it was, he refused to allow any other media input into his house. Like people would show up with a newspaper and he made them leave it outside his home because he wouldn't even let a worldly word come into his house. You know, how, how staunch in the thinks of God are we? Like, are we willing to do what it takes in order to fulfill the calling? You know, there's a cost. There's a cost associated with being who God's called us to be. You know, he tells us in his word that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. It's where we got the confession, the struggle is over from because we're not struggling to become who we're called to be. There's an empowerment. There's a grace. But in order to have that grace and to have that empowerment, there are steps that we need to do. There's a personal responsibility that the body of Christ has avoided because it seems uncomfortable and because it seems difficult. But in order to become all that the body of Christ is called to be, in order to look like Jesus, there's a cost that we've got to decide that we must pay. And it's not anything other than God, yes. Yes, I will do your word. Yes, I will be what you've said I can be. Yes, I will be willing. Yes, I will be obedient. Yes, I will be in faith. Yes, I will be patient. And saying yes to him. When we say yes to him, 
it becomes so easy. But here's the, here, what we're going through are some things to avoid because these are traps. You know, they're traps not just for the world, they're traps for Christians. Satan knows what buttons to push. There's no power that he has other than deception. And these are deceptions. You know, this is what doubt sounds like. I tried it and it didn't work for me. Or Aunt Sally tried it and she, you know, she didn't get her healing. You know, impatient sounds like I tried it for a while and it just didn't work out. I guess God just doesn't want it. You know, unwillingness sounds like, well, you know, I I would do that, but I... I don't know if I can, you know, that's unwillingness. That's lack of faith and not being willing. Lack of obedience is something to the extent of, well, God's talking to me about doing this, but I can do it tomorrow. You know, all these are the voices that the enemy would love us to listen to. We've got to learn the voice of God. We've got to learn his voice. So we must avoid doubt. We must avoid impatience. We must avoid unwillingness. We must avoid disobedience. And here's the thing. Delayed obedience is disobedience. So if God tells us to do something, our answer has to be yes and amen quickly. Yes and amen quickly. Yes. And put that in the comments. Say my answer to God is yes and amen quickly. I quickly respond to God. My answer to God is a quick yes and amen. God is so good. And here, this, he loves us so much that he's given us things. He's given us a roadmap. He's given us a toolkit of how to avoid missing what he wants us to become. He's given us a roadmap of how to get where he wants us to go. That's how good he is. You know, he's not just dropping us out in the cornfield and saying, figure it out. No, he's given us answers. He's given us a roadmap to follow. He's given us a compass. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the best of the land, not just the good. You'll eat the best. You're not just having something that's okay. You're not just eating dark chocolate Oreos. You're eating the mint chocolate chip Oreos with some milk. You're eating what's good. You're eating the best of the best. If we're willing and obedient, we've got to be willing. We've got to be obedient. So those are the first four. We've got to be humble. You know, the next thing to avoid is pride. We've got to avoid pride. Pride is a killer. And we've talked about this some, you know, all of these things. Here's the reason that I can get impassioned about these is because I've, I've done all of them. <laughs> That's not something that I love having to share, but I've, I've done all of these things. I've missed it with all of these in the past, but pride has probably been one of the biggest in both ditches because pride is not just, I'm so awesome. Pride is I suck. Like pride is I'm the worst. And in order to be who God wants us to be, we've got to stop looking to self and we've got to start shifting our eyes on him. You know, to fulfill our calling, think of it. God doesn't call you to something that you can do in your own. You know, God is so big that his callings are bigger than you. His plans are bigger than you. It's bigger than your resources. It's bigger than what you can do in your own strength. Because if you could do it on your own, you would get the glory. Ah, uh, hi, Gina. It's good to see you. I love you, Eileen. You're wonderful. 
You know, if we could do it in our own strength, we would be the ones to get the glory from it. You know, it's like this broadcast. Pastor, when Pastor brought this broadcast to me and to the team, I had lots of feelings because my immediate, like glass house, my immediate first reaction was looking at what I was able to do. And I knew coming in every single morning and setting up every single camera and getting the computers ready, getting the segments ready, getting ideas done, making the graphics, doing all this stuff, it's beyond what I was capable of doing. It was beyond me, which meant that it was God. If I was able to do it on my own, then I'd be able to pat my shoulder and say, good job, Barrett, you did a good job today. But y'all, this requires a team. This requires more than my efforts and my abilities. This requires the Lord. God is so big. You know, I think of, you know, Gina's on right now. Gina is Pastor Brian's sister-in-law. She and her husband, Aaron, they're in the middle right now of this, of this amazing uh, next step that the Lord has called Aaron to do. Aaron wouldn't be able to go and do it without Gina. They wouldn't be able to do it without the faith support of their family, of their pastors. You know, it's, it, it's so beyond just one person. And all of us are like that. The destiny that God has called you to do, it's bigger than you. It's bigger than what you're capable of on your own, but it's not bigger than God. But if we start looking to ourselves and we start looking to our own strengths, our own resources, or if we go in the other ditch of pride and we start thinking of, I'm not good enough. I don't have enough skills to do this. I'm not capable. I'm not strong. I, I can't figure out how to do it. Then we're limiting God because it's all about I. It's all about us. And pride would get us focused on ourselves. We must avoid pride at all costs. God, and here's why. It tells us in the word that God opposes the proud. God is opposed when we're in pride. When we place ourselves in a position of pride, God opposes that. Not us. He's not opposing us as people. He's opposing the spirit of pride. He's opposing that spirit. It's a demonic spirit. Pride is a demonic spirit that tries to grip people and keep us in a, like a sarcophagus that we can't be freed from. But when we immediately shift our eyes off of ourselves and onto Jesus and say, Jesus, you're bigger. Jesus, you're stronger. Jesus, you're Lord of my life. You're so much greater. You're so, you are, you are so good. Lord, you're faithful, you're mighty, you're holy. God, you're great. All of a sudden, it doesn't at all become about us. It becomes about him. And then he's able to bring grace because the opposite of pride, what we should be doing is maintaining humility. Humility, it tells us in James 4, humility brings grace and greater grace. Humility leads us to being able to walk in the grace of God. Pride puts us in opposition to that. So we must avoid pride. And then I said six. I think I have another one for you. Number six is we must avoid laziness. We must avoid laziness. So number one has been we must avoid doubt. Number two is we must avoid impatience. Number three is we must avoid unwillingness. Number four is we must avoid disobedience. Number five has been we must avoid pride. Number six is we must avoid laziness. We must avoid it. And then I'll just tell you number seven. Number seven is we must avoid being gorged with the world. And I'll explain that one in a second, but going to lazy. 
The opposite of lazy is being diligent. And this goes hand in hand with obedience. We can be obedient for a short period of time. It's easy to be obedient for a short period, but diligence is continual obedience. It's continuing to be faithful with the promises of God. We must avoid laziness. We must avoid apathy. You know, and that's something that I think you can really see across. On, as of this second, thir- or 30 seconds ago, you could see it across the body of Christ as a whole where people have just gotten apathetic. Well, the world looks too dark and it looks too hard and things are just challenging right now. And I, I just, I don't know if I can't. No, we've got to be diligent. Diligence guards the promises of God. Diligence, you know, let's go back to Hebrews 6. Let's go back to Hebrews 6, 11. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 11 says, And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence. We desire that each one of you show the same diligence so as to realize the full assurance of hope. Diligence ensures that we see hope. You know, go to Deuteronomy chapter 28. Is this helping you guys? If this is helping you in the comments, then I want you to just proclaim in faith, I'm leveling up today. Because here's the thing, God wants you to go higher. This is not just me putting together a logical, cute little PowerPoint. These are keys that God has given the body to ensure that we reach our full potential. That's what these are. God is so good. God can't, you know, here's the thing, just quick segue. God cares about whether or not you hit what the promises of God. God cares whether or not you fulfill what he's called you to do. God cares about that because his plans for you are good, full of hope, full of a future. You know, before he formed you in the, in your mother's womb, he knew you. He knew the plans he had for you. He knew the things he was going to lead you to. He knew the greatness that was inside of you because he's not seeing you through through the lens of logic. He's seeing you through the lens of Jesus. You're called by God to be great. You're called by God to do great things. You go to Deuteronomy 28. Now it shall be if you diligently obey. If you diligently obey. Not just if you obey, if you diligently obey. If you continue in the things of God, if you don't grow weary in the things of God, if you are diligent to continue on, you know, let's go to Proverbs 13, 4. If you look up the word diligence in your Bible, you are going to have so many verses with promises attached because God is invested in those who are invested in him. God honors those who honor him. And the diligent, they are provers of the fact that they are not just hearers of the word, but they're doers. So when you are diligent in the things of God, God is diligent about getting his things to you. God is diligent when we're diligent. God is diligent either way, but we're able to access it at a different level when we consistently stay diligent. Proverbs 13 and verse 4 tells us, The soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing, but the soul of the diligent is made fat. The soul of the diligent, the soul of the diligent, you know, the soul of those who are lazy, the souls of those who aren't diligent, they are, they get hungry, but they, they're not filled. 
because they're not hungry for God. They're hungry for themselves. But those that are diligent with the things of God, they're filled. They're filled. Go to Proverbs 21, 5. Proverbs 21 and verse 5. Amen. Gina, I love you. Holly says, God honors me as I honor him. God is good. It says, the plans of the diligent lead surely to advantage, but everyone who is hasty comes surely to poverty. When we're diligent, it leads us to an advantage. It leads, you read it in other translation, it says that it leads us to riches. You know, it leads us to advantage. There are advantages to being diligent. Diligence hears the word of God and puts it into practice. Diligence ensures that we do not stay lazy. What diligent, you know, think of a diligent worker. I think of my husband. My husband is a diligent worker. My husband, George, is an a man of excellence. He is such a mighty man of God and he's diligent. If he knows that a task needs to be completed, he does not stop short of that task. He doesn't get frustrated and put it down like I have many a times when it comes to household tasks. George figures out how to do it and get it accomplished and he does it in excellence. Diligent doesn't quit. Diligence doesn't quit. Put that in the comments. Diligence doesn't quit. And make it personal. Say, my diligence will not quit. My diligence will not quit. The diligent don't quit. The diligent withstand. The diligence against all things they stand. The diligent don't back down. The diligent don't quit. The diligent stand. And you watching, you are the diligent of God. Your diligence is going to separate you from the pack. Your diligence will not allow you to fail because you will hear the word of God and you will be a separated people. You already are called to be separated, but your diligence will ensure that you you take the promises of God and you will see them to completion. They will not be a quick, it will not just be a quick flash in the plan. That won't be your plan. You will be a burning fire for the things of God, not a short burst, not a firework. You will be a burning and consuming fire that the world is drawn to, to see how on earth is it possible for one to burn that brightly. That's who you're called to be. It says in Galatians 6, 9, let us not lose heart in doing good for in due time, we will reap if we do not grow weary. You're reaping. You are called to reap. If you continue and don't grow weary, you're reaping. Today is somebody's reaping day. Today is somebody's day to receive the things of God. And those things that have seemed to take a while, today's the day where reaping happens for you. You're called to reap. Say, I'm called to reap and I'm reaping today. That's who you are. That's who you are. And then this last one, this bonus one, I told you number seven was you must, we must avoid being full and gorged with the world. Turn to Matthew five, six, and then we're going to go to Matthew six thirty three. Matthew 5, 6 is one of these verses that has become like a life verse to me. Whenever I read it, whenever I see it, it just, it comes alive. Matthew 5, 6 says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst. What are they hungering for? What are they hungry for? Go to Matthew 6, 33. 
And it tells us, but seek first, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Going back to Matthew 5, 6, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Matthew 6, 33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. If we want to reach our destiny, we've got to start being hungry for the things of God. And I heard Brother Jeremy Pearson say one time that if we're not hungry for the things of God, it's because we're already full of something else. And so often we've been full of media. We've been full of the world. We've been full of bad news. We've been full of a bad report. We've been full of all this other stuff that we've allowed ourselves to be thinking on and chewing on in our minds and just focused on all this other stuff. But when we say, Lord, I'm emptying myself for you. I give you my mind. I give you my will. I give you my emotions. I lay everything at the feet of Christ. Lord, I don't want to be hungry for anything other than you. Lord, change my spiritual taste buds. Help me crave your things. Help me crave your kingdom. Help me to crave your righteousness. Fill me. Your word tells me in Psalms 107 that you fill the hungry and thirsty soul with every good gift. God, you fill us with what's good, not just food. You fill us with good food. God, fill me. Fill me. I don't just eat bread alone, but I live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I need your word. I need your ways. God, I need you. When we get to the point where we're hungry, we can't be stopped. We can't be stopped. We've got to stop being full of the world. We've got to stop being full of the world. We must avoid the spiritual junk food. That's a better way to phrase that. We must avoid the spiritual junk food. Thank you, Lord. We must avoid those things. Now, I'm not saying that we never take a rest, that we never take a Sabbath. But Sabbath doesn't always have to be with Netflix. Sabbath doesn't always have to be with music. Sabbath doesn't always have to be with your friends who aren't full of faith. Sabbath doesn't always have to be with anything else other than him. We've got to be full of him. You know, it's like a diet. You know, I, I think of, um, of evangelist Mark Dunphy. He and his wife um, are doing keto. Like they've changed how they've been eating and drinking. And Marky was telling me the other day that her mom, I think it was, she used to always take sugar in her coffee. It's your mom, right? Her mom used to always take sugar in her coffee, but they've been months now without sugar, without all the carbs and stuff. And now she doesn't like it that way. Now she takes her coffee without sugar. Why? Because her taste buds have changed. She has caused her taste buds to change by withholding what was spirit or what was junk food. And now her taste buds crave the things of God. You know, they crave the whole food, the good things. It's the same in the spirit. Just because we see something in the natural doesn't mean it doesn't work the same way in the, in the supernatural, in the spiritual. If, it ha, if, it, if it'll work in the natural realm, it'll work in the spiritual realm too. So if we deprive ourselves of spiritual junk food, then we're not going to start craving it. Maybe every once in a while, but our cravings are going to start being different. You know, I think of there was this one time when we were fasting and uh, Marky and I were in the office together and I told her, I'm like, you know what I really want? And I was like 20 days into like a 40 day fast. I'm like, I really want a peach and like cucumbers. Like, I really want that. And she looked at me like I was crazy. She's like, what do you mean you're craving a cucumber? Who craves a cucumber? But at that point, like my taste buds had been so deprived of any other food. The food I wanted was the good food. I wanted what was real. I didn't want fake. I didn't want, I didn't want fake. I wanted real. 
And it's that way with God. So if we will avoid the spiritual junk food, if we'll avoid gorging ourselves on those things, then all of a sudden we're going to start craving the meat of the word. We're going to start craving not just the milk, but the meat. We're going to start hungering for it. And what do hungry people do? They get desperate. Have you ever been around someone hungry? Hunger causes people to do some crazy things. Like, you know it if somebody's hungry and they have a flesh that is loud. Like, people start talking. Are we about ready to go to lunch yet? Like, are we going to wrap up this little project right now? Like, we've got to get to lunch. Like, are, are we ready to go? Are, are, do we have a plan? Like, what's the plan for, for dinner? What's the plan for breakfast? Have we figured this out? Like, that's what flesh sounds like if, if it gets hungry and it, it's allowed to just go unchecked basically hung you know if somebody's hungry their eyes start getting a little bit bigger when that food gets brought out and all of a sudden their mouth opens up a little bit and they start licking their lips it starts out subtly and then all of a sudden it gets really awkward because they're like mm, this is amazing like it gets a little weird you know if someone's hungry they don't hide it how hungry are we being for jesus can people tell that we crave him can people tell that we want him? Can people tell that that's what drives us? Is there like a crazy eye look in her eyes for I've got to get more of him? I'm not saying that you turn into a weirdo. What I'm saying is that hunger will shape you. Hunger will move you. Hunger will drive you. You'll talk differently. You'll stand differently. You'll act differently. All of a sudden you're there when the doors to the church are open. You don't drop the words of God. You meditate on them. You record them when they're given to you. You, you keep them ever before your eyes. You're in the word. You know what it says when somebody comes to you with an opportunity with a problem you don't see the problem you get excited because you know my God's a solution bringer and that problem it's about to turn today because my God hears me when I pray hunger will drive you hunger will cause you to look different hunger will make you stand out from the pact hunger will make you different hunger will brand you hunger will mark you we must avoid being full of spiritual junk food. We must avoid doubt. We must avoid being impatient. We must avoid being unwilling. We must avoid being disobedient. We must avoid pride. We must avoid being full of spiritual junk food. We must avoid being lazy. We've got to avoid these things. But here's what we must do. We must be faithful. Here's the thing. God wouldn't call us to do these things if we weren't able to. It's not by my might, but by his. It's not by my strength, but by his. I have a God who is so much bigger and so much more well-equipped than I am that where I am have been weak, he is made strong. My God is going to show up strong because he's what's empowering me. He's what's equipping me. And today I'm being equipped. You are called to be all of these things. These, this is what you're called to look like, what you're called to do. You're called to be faithful and you're called to be patient. You're called to be obedient you're called to be willing. You're called to be humble. You're called to be diligent and you're called to be hungry. Are these descriptors of who you are? Not who you have been, but today, are we going to decide this is how I will be known? I will be known as these things so that I can reach my destiny. Because here's the thing. Let's very quickly, the last verse that we're going to look at, we're going to go back to Deuteronomy 28. I crinkled a page in my Bible. I got, must have gotten excited at some point. Deuteronomy 28. Here's what it says 
It says, now, if you diligently, if you diligently obey, if you diligently obey, put it in the comments, Deuteronomy, 20, Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 6. If you diligently obey the Lord your God, being careful to do all of his commandments, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations. This is who you're called to be. This is what will happen if we avoid those traps, but we instead become who we're called to be. It says, the Lord God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. All these blessings will come upon you and overtake you if you obey the Lord your God. They're not just coming, they're overtaking you. They're not just there, they're, over, they're overcoming you. Overtaking means it goes before you. You can't stop them. These blessings will overtake you if you obey the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city. You watching under the sound of my voice. This is who you're called to be. Blessed in the city. Blessed shall you be in the country. Country. Blessed shall be the offspring of your body. Blessed shall be the produce of your ground. Blessed of, of your animals. Blessed of your herd. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in. Blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord shall cause your enemies, in verse 7, to rise up against you and to be defeated before you. Any enemy that was for you, even if they rise up, they're being defeated today because you are God's. This is who you are. The Lord will command the blessing upon you and your barns. And in all that you put your hand to, he will bless you. He'll bless you in the land that he gives you. This is who you are. The Lord will establish you. The Lord will establish you. If you're diligent, if you're obedient, if you're faithful, if you're humble, if you're hungry, if you are these things, if you're patient, if these are who you are, God will establish you. God will be for you. And if God be for you, who can be against you? I'm talking to a people that God is for. I'm talking to a people that the Lord desires to show himself strong on their behalf. I'm talking to you. This is yours. This is your life. This is your story. This is who God has called you to be. Do you receive it? Lord, in Jesus' name, for every person under the sound of my voice, I command strength of God to be in their bodies. I command strength of God in their spirits. Lord, give them a spiritual diligence, a hunger for you, a humility for you. God, help, them to be, help us to be faithful. Help us to be willing. Help us to be patient and obedient. God, help us. Help us to be who you've called us to be. Lord, we need you. We need your help. We need you, God. We need you. Lord, fill us right now with you. Fill us. Fill every person watching, every person under the sound of my voice. God, fill them where they are. Fill them in their home. Fill them from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. Fill them right now, Lord. I command the blessing of God to be in their homes. I command the blessing of God to be in their children. Lord, I thank you for it. I thank you, God. Thank you for helping us today. We're going up today. We're going higher today. We will fulfill our destinies because we honored your word today. 
Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Gina, you're going up today. You're leveling up today. That's who you are. You're leveling up. You're going higher. You haven't missed it. You're going higher today. God has taken you to a place unlike anything you've ever dreamt of. This isn't just for Gina, but like I, I, I see it with Gina. You're going to a place that only God has seen the goodness of, but you're about to taste it. You and Aaron both. Lord, thank you. Thank you that we're going to a place that you've prepared for us, a land where milk and honey flow. God, we're stepping there. We're not stepping into a land of lack. We're stepping into a land of promise. God, your word is good. We thank you for it. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you receive it, if you believe it, then put some hands up in the comments. Your lives are going up today. Well, right now, as you guys know, if you are longtime viewers of the broadcast, if this is your first time, we always like to have a portion of the broadcast where we give you the opportunity to sow. Because the word tells us, I mean, finances are the basics of the kingdom. They're basics. It's like 101. Finances are not, it's not complicated. You know, I, it's not complicated. For God so loved that he gave his only son. For we so love, we give freely. If we'll give him ourselves, then why, why wouldn't we give him our finances? You know, and I'm not saying that today you empty out your bank account, but are we being honoring to God? You know, honor, it's a weighty thing. Back, back in Bible times, we don't necessarily understand this because we don't think about it in the same way. But when they would honor, they would literally weigh out their money to determine the level of honor that they were going to bestow upon the Lord, like when they would bring an offering into the temple. I said like temple. Temple. There's a P there, not a B. But that's what honor was, is it was weighty. It, it meant something to them. They could feel it. They could literally feel, I honor God this much. Like they could feel the honor. They weighed it in their hands. When's the last time that we thought when it came to tithes and offerings, God, I'm honoring you. I'm honoring you. Not just I'm giving to you. Not just I want to give you money, but no, I'm honoring you. When's the last time we sowed with that heart and that mind? God, I'm bringing this before you because I want to honor you. I want to bless you. When that becomes our heart, giving becomes easy. You know, tithes, it's, it's, it really is simple. This is one of those things that the enemy has tried to steal the seed from because if he, he, he knows that if we can give him and let him, let the Lord unlock giving inside of us, then everything else in the kingdom will come pretty easily because we can learn these principles from him. Tithe is 10%. Tithe means 10%. The tithe is already his. So 10% of what we make, what comes into our hands, 10% of that is already supposed to go to him. So that's, that's like a done deal. That's separate unto itself. We honor God when we 
allow ourselves to give beyond that 10%. You know, I was reading, this may not sound like it goes hand in hand with this, but I promise it does. You know, um, my friend Tiffany Farley, she put up on Instagram today and I shared it to mine. It says three levels of an employee. Level one, you do what you're asked to do. Level two is level one, plus you think ahead and solve problems before they happen. Level three is you do everything that's in level two, plus you proactively look for areas of opportunity and growth in the business and figure out how to tap into them. Well, level one is we give God the tithe back. That's level one, is we, we give him the 10% that he's already asked for. That's like base level. That's like base level giving. Level two is we're willing to give him something. Level three is, God, you can have it all and I don't care. I'll give you anything. God, I want to honor you. I want to bless you. I want to sow into you. You see, you're not sowing into what's right. I mean, technically it comes through our hands, but you're not sowing into us. You're not our source. You're sowing into the Lord. We give this to him. This is all for him. So today, as you sow, ask the Lord, God, I want to honor you. That's part of humility. God, let me be humble in my giving. I'm not saying you give a little amount. You give exactly what the Holy Spirit says to give. But humility says, God, whatever you say, I'll do. Whatever you want, I'm there. I will be willing. I will be obedient. And I will be humble to your word. Those are three of the keys that we talked about today. This is where the rubber meets the road and we put it into practice. This is your first opportunity to be exactly what we talked about in, in during what's the word. Humble, willing, and obedient. So right now, just close your eyes wherever you are if you're able to, unless you're driving. That's probably dangerous, so don't do that. But ask the Lord, God, do you want me to give today? And say, like, I would literally say this out loud. God, do you want me to give today? I want to honor you. What would you have me to give? I, I give myself and my finances in your hands right now. Show me what I'm to sow. And then just be obedient. Just be obedient. Lord, I ask right now in Jesus' name that you bless the obedient sowers. Bless those who desire to hunger you. Bless, bless Bless them, God. Bless their finances. May they always be the head and never the tail. May they always know abundance and never lack. You are good. You're wonderful. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you do feel led to sow, you're welcome to. We encourage it. You can go to givebc.org. Or if you are on Facebook, you can do hashtag donate followed by the dollar amount, just as evangelist Mark Dumpy did earlier. And you can put that in there. It'll all come to us. And we, every seed that's sown to us goes right back into souls. That's our heart because that's the heartbeat of Jesus. So that is what's the word today. You're welcome to sow. Please do. We love you. I'm going to hand it over to Abigail, who's going to tell you about tomorrow. Be blessed in Jesus name. Hi, guys. Make sure to comment today 
what it meant to you, what the word meant to you, what you got out of it, and make sure to share it with your friends and family. Sharing is most definitely caring. Tomorrow, we have another really awesome, really fun day. So let's go through what tomorrow will be. Just a little sneak peek. We will have family chat again, which is always fun. You get to know us better. We get to know you better. We get to hang out. It's pretty great. Also, after that, we're going to have who would win? Who would you like to see on who would win? What do you think would be an interesting combination? Let us know. We want to hear from you. Then we were going to have prayer. That is going to be awesome, packed. We want to hear what are your prayer requests. Send them in so we can be praying on them. Then we'll, we're going to have another song challenge. I love that segment. All the segments are great, but that one is especially great, in my opinion. You're going to want to see it. Not going to want to miss it. And then we're going to have another power pack. What's the word? You're guaranteed to get something out of it if you're expectant. We will see you tomorrow. We're excited to see you. And have a great rest of your day. We'll see you in just a little bit.